Welcome into America's Retirement Headquarters, home of the Retirement Guys Formula and America's Medicare Associates. Securities offered through Peak Brokerage Services, LLC. Advisory services offered through the Retirement Guys Formula. Registered Investment Advisor, America's Retirement Headquarters, America's Medicare Associates, and the Retirement Guys Formula are separate and independent entities from Peak Brokerage Services, LLC. Thanks for joining us today here on America's Retirement Headquarters with Nolan Baker and Scott Kirshner. America's Retirement Headquarters, home of the Retirement Guys Formula and America's Medicare Associates, available by calling 419-794-3030. That's 419-794-3030. Also online, americasretirementheadquarters.com. My name is Chris Vaughn. On today's show, we're going to check in with the Oracle of Omaha and see what the guys think about what he recently had to say. But first, before we do that, let me check in. Nolan, Scott, glad to be with you guys. How are you today? Doing great. Yeah, setting records in the last week up here in Northwest Ohio for warm weather. So, uh, it's good. Good to see some nice warm weather. Uh, get to the group already talking about golf league season. Everybody's <laughs> kind of pumped up to get out there. So hopefully uh, all of our listeners have had an opportunity to get out and enjoy the beautiful weather. Absolutely. Especially it's such a sharp contrast from what we had just, you know, a few weeks ago with all the snow and everything. But uh, that's the nature of the beast. That's the weather. So hope you're making the most of it and hope you get some insight out of today's show. Let's go ahead and jump into it. You know, once a year, Warren Buffett sends out a letter offering nuggets of wisdom to his company shareholders. And in his most recent letter, the investing legend warned that retirees are facing what he called a bleak future because bonds are paying historically low interest rates. Guys, we know that a lot of 401ks and variable annuities and traditional retirement plans still include bond funds as one of their choices. So I have to ask, would you personally avoid that choice? And if so, what might be a better option? Yeah, absolutely. And today's show, you know, talking about how to avoid interest rate risk and bonds. So for those of you that are listening, I think there's a couple of key people that should listen to today's show. Again, as you just mentioned, Chris, 401k owners is a good opportunity. So if you have a 401k, today's show is really designed for you. Also, for those of you that are listening, if you own a variable annuity, or if you own a target date retirement fund, or just again, anybody in general that's listening that owns bond funds, I think this is gonna be a great show for you. Scott, you and I were talking a little bit before the show, and sure. you know we were talking about the fact that for the most part, bond funds have done pretty good. I mean, most investors, I think when they look at their statement, they probably are fairly happy with what some of the results have been. They haven't you know, been as volatile as what maybe the stock market was over the last year. So it's like a lot of people think, why even listen to today's show? Yeah, exactly, uh, Nolan. And, and I'll tell you this, I'm, you know, from the property casualty side of things, I know bonds when it comes to like a financial responsibility bond where a person has a sketchy driving record and they can't buy insurance. They are required in Ohio to buy what's called a financial responsibility bond. And you got performance bonds, you know, where you've got a contractor that's going to do a large job and, uh, you know, whoever he's doing the job for, they're going to require financial stability and the way they protect that is with the bond. Or you got a fiduciary bond, you know, you have, I actually had a situation one time where a life insurance policy claim was being paid out and the beneficiaries were under 18. So they had to have a person designated and that person had to be bonded to make sure that they do the right by uh, the wishes of the uh, surviving children. But those are all different types of bonds of what we're, what we're talking about here. And, and I know you and I talked about the bonds and Tell me some differences in these bonds, because I really don't get the investment part of the bonds, so to speak. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, that's why uh, it is important, I think, to listen to the show to get educated about, you know, what the options are. Really, what we're talking about is bond and bond funds. So 
when it comes to the world of investing, the traditional approach that's been around for you know decades is you put a certain amount of money in stocks and a certain amount of money in bonds and you know the overall thought process has been as you get older what you typically do is you reduce your exposure to stocks and you increase your exposure to bonds that's asset allocation 101 if mm -hmm. you will and really what a bond is is a loan and an obligation that you can get where you can get it from a corporation you can get it from a municipality or you could get it from the federal government so using like a 10-year treasury as an example, so I looked up 10-year treasury rates as of this morning. The 10-year treasury rate is at 1.53%. So essentially, if you give and buy a 10-year treasury, you put $10,000 into it, the United States government is guaranteeing that they're going to pay you back at the end of the 10-year time frame, and they're going to pay you the 1.53% as long as you hold that to maturity, which again in this example is a 10-year time frame. So interest rates can only do one of really three things from here. Interest rates could certainly stay the same. Mm -hmm. Interest rates could go lower or interest rates could go up. And in fact, interesting enough, uh, the 10-year Treasury reached the all-time record low, you know, right after the pandemic started last year, when the 10-year Treasury went down to about 0.65%. But wow. This is also an area that maybe you hear people talk about when you talk about like interest rates and mortgages. You know, back in the 1980s, I had a mortgage at, you know, 12, 13%. <laughs> sure. And my CD at the bank was paying me 13 or 14%. Mm -hmm. So these are the type of interest rates that we're talking about. So why is today's show important? Why is it important to listen to today's show? Well, using the example of the 10 year treasury. So, if you own and purchased a 10-year treasury bond at last summer, maybe you got a little bit spooked about the stock market, mm -hmm. and so you went into 10-year treasuries at 0.65%, you're getting $65 for every $10,000 invested. Now, flash forward, it's less than a year later, and you know treasury rates, again, they've gone back up to 1.53. So, Quite frankly, if you wanted to sell your bond early before maturity, nobody would want your bond at 0.65% interest when they could just go get a new bond that pays 1.53. So if you put the bond for sale in the open market, you know, in the stock market or the bond market through a company like, you know, Schwab as an example, people will bid on that. It's an auction. And so people would say, well, I don't want to pay you $10,000 for your bond because I could go get a new one at 1.53. So I'm going to give you less money than, you know, what it's worth. I'll mm -hmm. give you 9,000 and somebody might say I'll give you 91, I'll give you 92 and at some point that's what they'll begin to give you as an option and you have to sell that for a discount. So keep in mind as interest rates go up, bond prices typically go down. As interest rates go down, bond prices go up. There's a really good article if you Google FINRA bond risk. So FINRA is one of the regulatory bodies in our industry. And on this particular page, it says like, you know, many other investments, when you invest in bonds and bond funds, you face the risk that you might lose money. You know, remember the cardinal rule of bonds. When interest rates fall, bond prices rise. When interest rates rise, bond prices fall. Interest rate 
is a risk that the risk that changes in interest rates. So again, there is a perfect example. So those of you that are listening today, if you think that over the next one, three, five, ten years, interest rates could go up or will go up, that means that bonds are likely to lose money. And again, maybe don't take my word for it. Again, we started off the show by talking about what Warren Buffett sent out as his letter offering that nugget of wisdom to his shareholders. He warned about the bleak future because of bonds and where interest rates are. You can look at other reliable sources, again, that I would look at. There's an, another good white paper if you wanted to take a look at it. It's Roger Ibbotson. And Roger Ibbotson is pretty well-known person in the investment industry. He has a PhD at Yale. He is also a professor there. He's the chairman and chief investment officer at Zebra Capital Management. Uh, he talks about where he sees a lot of challenges in the bond fund market. And, you know, he sees low to potentially negative rates of return. Uh, use another third source that's out there, a pretty well-known company called BlackRock. BlackRock puts out what's called their capital market assumptions. And if you look at BlackRock's capital market assumptions, in most of the categories over the next several years, they expect low to negative rates on bonds. So there's a lot of danger. It's not just our show, but our job is to educate you. Again, unfortunately, there's so many people that are out there that are not paying attention to this. Our goal of today is we don't want you that are listening to be the last one left at the party. And, you know, being the last one left at the party can also be very painful. So this is why you want to look at some other areas. When you look at bonds, there's a lot of different types of bonds that I was talking about. Scott, mm -hmm. I was talking about uh, you know municipal bonds. I was sure. talking about government bonds. There's corporate bonds. And again, a bond is a loan that whoever you get it from agrees to pay you back over a set period of time as long as you hold it to maturity. Now, here's why this becomes even a bigger problem for most 401k or variable annuity owners or target date funds or even bond fund investors. So a bond fund is an open-ended investment. Okay. And open-ended means that people can get in and out of it all the time. So a bond fund is typically made up of hundreds, maybe you know thousands of different bonds with inside of them that have different maturity dates. And because people can get in and out, you as an investor, you're never really holding it to maturity. It's mm -hmm. always changing all the time because it's always open-ended because people can get in and out. So in that category, what you want to pay attention to is you want to pay attention to within your bond fund, what is the length of maturity that your bond fund owns? You really want to get into understanding what your overall investments are, what they own, Morningstar.com does a really good job that can show you an analysis on your bond funds. If you're just confused and you're not sure, but you know this is a risk that you want to find out if it's going to affect your portfolio, we also have the software where we can do an independent portfolio analysis and kind of give you some feedback on your bonds. So again, we can help you avoid interest rate risk within your bond funds and make sure that we get you put into a situation that you really have the opportunity to be able to position well because this threat even gets bigger when we step outside of the United States. You know, interest rates here in the U.S. are at pretty much record lows. But if we look at things in foreign countries, including like Germany and Japan, 
fixed income investors are actually earning a negative return on sovereign debt instruments. Again, overseas in certain places, interest rates have turned negative, meaning that you're paying just to have your money held there. Why would anybody do that? <laughs> I mean, why would I pay you? Why would you just put it under a mattress or something? Yeah, like right. That? Or in a can in the backyard with barbed wire. I mean, <laughs> you reach your hand in it and it's going to cut you up. I mean, that doesn't make sense. But, you know, like you said, Nolan, these are things that if you're just sitting here on autopilot, not paying attention to what's going on, and you've got bonds that are being held you owe it to yourself to take a look at it. Come in and see us, talk to us, and see if your portfolio was working best. Absolutely. And, you know, uh, the guy's just cautioned against being the last person at the party here. And by listening and, and hearing it right now, you are at least have a leg up on people who, who don't know this information, that dead bonds are kind of not the place to be right now. Uh, we presented the problem. We're going to present the solution after the break. But first, let me go ahead and give the number so you can reach out and talk to the guys at America's Retirement Headquarters. You can reach out by calling 419-794-3030. That's 419-794-3030, or if it's easier to remember, americasretirementheadquarters.com. We talked about the potential threats that interest rates pose to bond fund, target date, and some variable annuity investors. Uh, let's continue that conversation. We presented the problem. Let's roll up our sleeves and give some solutions. Yeah, absolutely. Happy to. And so, again, the bottom line is, again, for some of your investors that are listening to today's show, I feel that you are facing an interest rate risk when interest rates go up with your bond fund. So let's talk about some solutions. First of all, in the 401k, you wanna look at the type of bonds that you own and look at the maturity dates. What you really wanna do is make sure that you're looking, in my opinion, towards bonds that have shorter maturity dates, one or two years, not long-term bonds. Okay. You also oftentimes in a 401k have an option for what's called a stable value fund or a money market account. So, you know, Scott, you had mentioned, why don't I just put it in a jar and barbed wire in my backyard and buried it out back. But in a 401k, you're oftentimes limited to just the investment choices that they have. So you literally can't take it and put it in your backyard. But a money market account Although it's not an account because interest rates are so low that it's going to grow very much, it maybe doesn't have that risk and allows you to still have the asset allocation or the risk profile that you want to have. Now, in 401ks, it's kind of a little known option, but some 401ks also have what's called a self-directed brokerage option. So you also want to look into the ability to be able to buy individual bonds so you can hold those bonds to maturity to eliminate interest rate risk. Now, any listeners that are out there that have an old 401k, or in most cases, if you're over the age 59 and a half and still working, you could have the ability where you could take your 401k and then you could move it to what is called a self-directed IRA. And again, we could do a whole show on the pros and cons of that, and you want to make an informed decision, but within a self-directed IRA, then really disguise the limits on what your choices are. Now, third category is if you're a variable annuity owner, what I would absolutely recommend to do is an annuity review. You know, find out what your fees and expenses are. Does your account force the account owner to own a certain percentage of money invested in bonds? You know, ideas to consider would be to replace the bond sub-account with, again, a money market account or a fixed rate option. Or if the variable annuity doesn't really meet your objectives anymore, then what you want to do is maybe look for other options. We talked a little bit last week on the show about annuities. 
right? You know, sometimes annuities are good vehicles and sometimes they're not. One of the areas that we do really like as a good bond alternative would be to utilize what is called a fixed annuity mm -hmm. and or to utilize a fixed index annuity. So Scott, maybe let's talk a little bit more about you know how those vehicles work. That's a great point, Nolan. We, and we did talk about it last week on the show. And putting your money in a fixed annuity or a fixed index annuity is going to give you that security. Yeah, you're not going to, we, we, as we talked before, you're not going to necessarily reap the benefits of that huge increase like the market's doing phenomenally well right now. But you're also going to completely eliminate, in some cases, the fallout, the bottom line um, drop in, in the market. Your interest rate's going to be at a level where you're still going to make some money. So with the bonds, once again, with the interest rates going up, the bond values going down, you're not going to run into that situation with a, a index annuity or a fixed annuity. And as we always talk about your portfolios, it is diversification. And I think these are just a lot of the different tools that you can have. Like I say all the time, it's the piece of the investment pie. It's not the entire pie. So you want to make sure that you diversify and have several different options available to you. Bonds, not knowing a lot about the bonds, and I'm learning a lot about them as we go along. The annuities, I like the annuities. The fixed and index annuities, I think, is a very, very good option if you're afraid of the bond market. So again, a bond fund is something that's an open-ended investment. It trades on the stock market exchange. The prices go up and down every day based upon you know, the perceived value of what investors are willing to pay for those bonds when you own like a bond fund inside of some of those investments that we talked about. If you owned a fixed index annuity, or just let's start with a fixed annuity, a fixed annuity is a product that's issued by an insurance company. So the one thing that you want to do is just like what we were talking about before is you want to look at the rating of the company. Right. So do you know what the ratings of your bonds are? If you don't know what the ratings of your bonds are, I mean, that could be the first thing to check out. But if you did work with an insurance company, it's based upon the claims paying ability of the company. So you want to look for a highly rated company. That highly rated company, what you could do in a fixed contract is you could select a set period of time. So let's say three years or five years. Mm -hmm. In turn, that insurance company would pay you a fixed rate of return for whatever that time frame is. You know, and rates change all the time. So again, rates could be different when you're listening to the show than where they are today. But let's just say over three years, they pay two and a half percent. You're going to get the two and a half percent. And then at the end of three years, you can take your money and go somewhere else or you could renew that for another set time frame. It's really as simple as that. The other advantage of the fixed index annuity versus most traditional managed accounts, and again, I manage money and portfolios in the market and stocks and bonds, but oftentimes when you have money in the market, you're paying management fees and expenses. So not only are you facing potentially negative or flat returns, you're paying fees and expenses for that. Sure. It's kind of ludicrous sometimes. So again, a, a fixed annuity would eliminate management fees and expenses and pay you a fixed rate of return. A fixed index annuity is a vehicle that allows you to participate 
in a percentage of gain if and when the market or an underlying market goes up. Now we do have a complete video on this on our YouTube channel, so feel free if you want to learn more about this topic, cruise over to America's Retirement Headquarters on YouTube and you can watch our investor education on the fixed index annuity. But I'll give you an example. If you're in a fixed index annuity and it allows you to participate in 50% of the gain of the underlying index mm -hmm. over the course of one year. Now the indexes, they can only go up, stay the same or go down. And when I talk about an index, the most common one is like the S&P 500 index, the Dow Jones Industrial Average or the NASDAQ. And although you can't invest directly into those index, a lot of these vehicles allow you to participate in a percentage of the gain. So if the participation rate was 50% and the underlying index went up by 10%, 50% of 10 is five. You would then be paid 5% interest. That's again, the most simplistic way. So again, you know, if you're looking for an alternative and you wanna have some safety in the portfolio and still have a little bit more growth potential than what you could in what normally is a traditional asset allocation approach, an annuity could be an option. Now, if you're not a fan of annuities, that's okay too. No worries there. Again, some other solutions to consider is replace the bond funds with, again, individual bonds. Uh, you could use FDIC-insured CDs. Uh, I would recommend that you consider building out a laddered portfolio, meaning that you have bonds and CDs that mature over the course of the next couple of years, so they're not always open-ended or you know always maturing at the same time. A ladder portfolio could be a good solution. When it comes to options and solutions within the other areas of the market, what you wanna understand is the importance of diversification and how things are correlated together. A simple solution might be, well, just put all your money in stocks, right? Because stocks are doing good. But that may not give you the risk level that you're comfortable with. And by definition of correlation, it tells you how often things move in the same direction. So again, some other options to consider would be things like a real estate investment trust. Uh, there's pros and cons. There's both public and private options. But generally speaking, what they're designed to do is pass through a large percentage of the income. So for those investors looking for income could be an option. Um, you have things like master limited partnerships, again, vehicles designed to provide income. Uh, you could also look at options such as gold and silver. So there's other options and there's other solutions. The best thing to do, again, if you're listening today, is get educated. Know what you own. Know what the ratings are of the investments that you own. Know what the time frame is of those bonds. Then do a side-by-side -side comparison to determine is that still what you believe to be in your best interest, or would it make sense to have a better solution? And again, while things are going good, now's the time to take a look at it. We don't want you to be the last one left at the party. Hopefully you learned a lot today about, again, how to avoid interest rate risk and bonds and got some ideas on solutions. But of course, we're always here to help educate you more on this topic. Yeah, and you know, Warren Buffett sends out a letter, you know, like you mentioned, Chris, at the beginning. His concern is retirees. Mm -hmm. And if you're an investor and you're close to retirement or in retirement, your investment strategies may be a lot different than they were when you were 30, 40 years old. So you want to make sure that if you're heading into retirement or in retirement, 
that you make sure you have the investment tools that are going to work best for you and, and uh, allow you to retire and be happy. And at the end of the day, that's what it's all about, right? Regardless of what your retirement dreams are, I think everybody wants to have a relaxing, enjoyable one and then not have to worry about the whims of the market or running out of money. That's one of the top risks among retirees. We threw a lot of information your way this week. You can always check out previous editions of the show via podcast, or the YouTube channel. Again, America's Retirement Headquarters. A lot of great educational videos there as well. You can also have that discussion with America's Retirement Headquarters, home of the Retirement Guys Formula and America's Medicare Associates, by scheduling a time to speak with them, 419-794-3030. That's 419-794-3030, or you can always find them online at americasretirementheadquarters.com. We want to thank you for joining us this week. I hope you have an excellent week ahead of you. And as we wrap up, guys, I want to leave you with the final word. Thank you to all the listeners out there. Thank you, Chris and Nolan. Um, it's a lot of fun. And if you have a need to uh, go over your portfolio, even you know, for myself with your health insurance, uh, any of your needs, please visit our website, watch our YouTube channel, watch all of the videos we've got out there. There's a lot of information to learn from. Uh, and if you have any questions, reach out. Have a great rest of your weekend and a great week next week. America's Retirement Headquarters is located at 1700 Woodlands Drive in Maumee, Ohio. You can reach them by calling 419-794-3030 or online at americasretirementheadquarters.com. Exposure to ideas and financial vehicles discussion not be considered investment advice or recommendation to buy or sell any financial vehicle. Past performance is not a guarantee of future results. Investments can fluctuate and when redeemed may be worth more or less than when originally invested. Nolan Baker is not affiliated with nor endorsed by the Social Security Administration or any other government agency and does not provide legal or tax advice. Please consult with your attorney, accountant, and or tax advisor for advice concerning your particular circumstances. Annuity guarantees rely solely on the financial strength and claims paying ability of the issuing insurance company. By contacting us, you may be provided with information about insurance and annuity products offered through Nolan Baker, Ohio Insurance License Number 27787.